This is the Baseballers Podcast with your host, Nick Morton and Cody Kirk. Yo, what is up, guys? Episode number 20, season two of the Baseballers Podcast. I'm coming to you by myself this evening. Cody is out. So, uh, just me here tonight. Um, so probably going to be a relatively quick episode here. Uh, just going to cover some of the uh, biggest stuff that have has happened over the last couple weeks since uh, we've last recorded. Um, but as always, even though I'm here by myself, uh, we gotta we gotta drink beer. So um, today I am drinking. A, uh, a Fatheads Bumbleberry Honey Blueberry Ale. Uh, Fatheads becoming one of my favorite breweries. They have such good beers. Um, their hop juju that I had several weeks ago was really good. So uh, this one I actually I I uh, drank last night. I couldn't help myself. I needed one last night, so I drank it last night. But um, drinking it here in my Lumberland Bat Mug, they have hollowed out the barrel barrel to be able to uh, drink from it. Really good quality stuff here, guys. It's a great gift for uh, any type of, of uh, baseball fan. Um, it's fully customizable. Whatever you want to put on it, you can. So we have, obviously, the baseballers on it and uh, our names and numbers on it as well. Uh, but this this beer is very good. Um, like It tastes like a blueberry muffin. It literally tastes like a blueberry muffin. It's fantastic. So if you're not a blueberry fan, then you're missing out I would give it a uh, 4.6 I'm not going to go all out decimals on you guys today but 4.6 for the Fatheads Bumbleberry Honey Blueberry Ale and then also want to give a shout out to our boys over at Casey Clubhouse Crafts and Co for the uh, bottle openers they take pieces of the bat and they put the uh, bottle opener piece in it. Uh, <clears throat> for me, I have the label of the bat, Victus. Cody has, I believe, the part of the barrel. And then Kulik has uh, the handle with pine tar on it, which is pretty badass. So um, really cool stuff. Check him out over at Etsy. Uh, just search uh, Casey's, I don't know, Casey's Clubhouse Crafts. And co. Or if you go over to our website at grandstandpodcasts.com, you click on one of the articles, you can just click the link. It'll take you right to his stuff if you want to purchase any of his merchandise. Really cool stuff. So check out them and then Lumberland. Lumberland is uh, lumberland.com. That's spelled L-U-R-M-B-E-R-L-E-N-D.com. Alright, uh, I don't know if you guys can hear, uh, it is piss pouring rain right now, so, um, I wonder, no, Tribe's not home, so they'll be good, but let's get into some baseball talk, so, 
some uh, some news that has happened over the last week or so. Some of the bigger stuff that has happened. The Mariners received Alex Colomay and Denard Span from the Rays for two minor leaguers. I don't know who they were, uh, but um, so the Mariners just shore up their bullpen even more. You already have Diaz as your closer, who is one of the best closers in the league. Who was I believe he was he led the American League last season in saves, and then you got Alex Colomay who comes in, who had 40 saves himself with the Rays last season. Uh, so, Colomay becomes a setup guy. That bullpen is going to be so good. Um, and with a, a relatively weak starting rotation outside of James Paxton, who uh, is has been pitching lights out so far this year, uh, really, um, that bullpen is just so sick. So sick. And they're the... the Mariners are only a game or two outside of uh, of the division, I believe. Let me uh, double-check that. I should have that up. But uh, the, the Mariners have been playing really good baseball. But then they also address another need by going out and getting a uh, Denard Span, an outfielder. So since they had to move uh, D. Gordon to the, to the infield at second base to replace... Um, to replace Robinson Cano as he's on uh, as he was suspended, um, they go out get Denard Span, uh, a veteran in the outfield, um, who I think it's a nice it's a nice little it's a nice trade for the Mariners. I think it, it helps them out. Um, I like I, said, I really like the Colomay trade because you now if you get a starter to go five six innings, you get and then you have Colomay and Diaz in the back end of your bullpen like lights out. Good luck. So, um, Mariners, I like the trades that they made. So, yeah, they're only they're a game out behind the division, which is nuts. So they're uh, one game behind the the Houston Astros. Uh, so the Mariners are thirty three and twenty two overall, seven and three in their last ten, playing some really good baseball. And you have some and and the I think the their biggest threat in the lineup in Nelson Cruz has been relatively ineffective so far this season. Uh, struggling for the most part, but um, thanks to Ryan Hanniger, who has really played well this year, um, who's who's really leading that offense at this point, doing really well. Um, and then you got, uh, like I said, the rotation. Like, it, other than Paxton, is relatively weak. Felix Hernandez, um, he's you know just the age that he's at, he's just not performing to the level of what we know of old Felix Hernandez and obviously he's probably not going to return to that form but James Paxton he's the ace of the staff he's tearing it up as long as he stays healthy which he's had issues in the past staying healthy if he stays healthy watch out this team I believe so they have a wild card spot uh, they would have the f- second wild card spot the Yankees have the first um, obviously, which we know that's probably going to maintain. It's either the Sox or the Yanks are going to have that first wild card spot. Um, I had the Twins. The Twins have been uh, have been struggling. Um, Byron Buxton just went on the DL, so that that hurts them. And Lance Lynn, who was one of my favorite signings of the offseason, has been struggling as well. So the Twins uh, not looking good this year. So um, if with the the Mariners playing as well as they are, if they keep it up, and then the big loss for the Angels when their closer Middleton went on the DL, uh, he had Tommy John surgery. That really hurts 
the Angels, in my opinion. Um, now you have Jim Johnson uh, assumes closer duty with the for the Angels, and he, he's he's no Middleton, that's for sure. Jim Johnson, uh, older guy, uh, has experience, but he's no Middleton. Doesn't have an arm like him. I, I like Middleton a lot. I think he's going to be an elite closer of the future. We saw him break out last season. Um, but that that really hurts the Angels. And um, Zach Cozart has is on the DL as well. I mean, we know we all know Mike Trout, who's putting up already you know MVP numbers. Um, another guy who I really like in in the Angels is on the Angels team is a uh, uh, Cole Calhoun, who has been terrible. I believe he's hitting under the Mendoza line. He's under two hundred on the uh, average wise. Shohei Otani has been playing really well. He's been pitching really well. His ERA is, uh, I believe, under, might be under three or just above. He's been pitching really well. His bat has been starting to kind of die off a little bit. And, but the thing with Otani is he's he's pumping triple digits on the regular, uh, which is uh, amazing that this guy is is doing what he is. Um, we might not ever see a player like this again. Um, what's unfortunate is, like I, I've said before, that Otani is probably going to be a pitcher only at some point um, during the season because I think his his bat, even though he started off the season pretty hot, I think he might have four bombs on the year, four or five bombs on the year um, with the limited plate appearances that he has, um, which, you, you know, and... and his first MLB season, that's you know that's solid, uh, but uh, as the season where goes on, I don't think he's going to be able to play, uh, be the DH, be able to pitch effectively, be able to step up and to the plate, you know three four times a week, be health, be uh, fresh enough to to pitch well, um, and and lead that staff into the into the. Um, postseason so uh the angels are in trouble i think with that middleton uh injury so uh let's see other news that uh from around the league clayton kershaw is activated from the dl he is facing the phillies tonight um is what it is the boston red sox designated for assignment hanley ramirez so this was super interesting to me it was a surprise when i first heard about this it was probably almost a week ago now that um he was released um he's been he started off the season red hot was the hottest hitter for the Sox early in the season and then he has really tapered off and that's why they've they have let him go and luckily the Sox have been led by Mookie Betts all year who's leading in almost every statistical category offensively uh right now um he's been playing unreal baseball right now and then you have JD Martinez who's been swinging a very hot bat who is tied for the lead league in home runs both guys who made my top five as of uh right now MVP candidates in the American League check out that blog that I wrote uh just a few hours ago on grandstandpodcasts.com but with those two guys you got David Price who's pitching well Chris, dude, Chris Sale, I don't know, man, he's, he, I don't know, man, he just gets, he just gets hit around, last few starts, he's just been getting hit around, and I mean, 
guy throws gas, you know, mid to upper 90s from the left side with that weird-ass uh, uh, delivery that he has and, and the angles that he creates, I mean, there's no way in hell I would be able to put bat to ball with him throwing on the mound. But um, guys are just making contact with him right now and struggling. And then Rick Porcello, my... I think my biggest enemy uh, can't stand the guy. Should never have won the uh, the <laughs> the Cy Young a couple years ago. That was Justin Verlander's, but uh, unreal. But anyways, Haley Ramirez off of the Sox. Don't know where he's gonna land. Um, I don't know who really. I don't know who would need him at this point, um, especially with the way he's been struggling. So, uh, what else? Uh, the injury bug hit the Mets again. Noah Syndergaard goes on the DL. I believe he sprained a ligament in his finger. And then uh, I think Steven Matz might have went on the DL as well. So these guys, just this rotation just cannot stay healthy outside of DeGrom, who might be the best out of that rotation, you know, when uh, a couple years ago at the talk of them having, you know, DeGrom, Matz, Syndergaard, uh, Harvey and Wheeler, like Degrom, might be the best out of them out of that rotation. But he was probably might have been the least talked about. But he's been the most dominant at this point, I think, out of any of those five guys. Obviously, because no one else can really stay healthy out of those five guys. Um, and if Harvey could not party and get his head on straight or something like I know he's had he's dealt with you know a handful of injuries but uh those are all stuff that he can come back from if he would just get his head on straight uh Ronald Acuna Acuna whatever uh escaped a scary injury came away with only a mild ACL sprain which looked a lot worse it was kind of like Bryce Harper of last season where he uh hit the top of the bag and when he he kind of slid across the bag and his foot got stuck in the dirt and it hyperextended his knee and he kind of went flying over like kind of you know like when the, you hit the brakes on the front handlebars on a bike and you just flip over like exact that's what he looked like and luckily he didn't tear anything so he uh, he's on the DL I believe um, but it should not be for an extremely long time I heard that he's moving around really well even the day after the, the injury occurred. So he should be good, which is good for baseball. This dude is an insane talent. Uh, definitely the best prospect in baseball. Better than Shohei Otani. And um, it's just good that he didn't get a major injury. Um, Alright, so the two biggest news over the last couple weeks. Um, first off, let's start it off with White Sox catcher Wellington Castillo. Suspended 80 games for PEDs. Another one bites the dust. So you got another guy, second one, I mean, in terms of uh, a major league relevant player, Wellington Castillo goes on the, or gets suspended for PEDs. Um, here's a guy who, not much of a factor so far this season. His slash line, he's hitting 267, 309, 466. Not really doing too much. Has an OPS of 774, so nothing great. I mean, catcher, you don't expect anything um, offensive-wise, anything fa great or fantastic. Um, but um, I think that's a. Uh, I mean, f it's fair. It's fair. Um, compare, but last season 
when he hit 282, 323, and 490. So much better last season. Um, I haven't heard anything. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what he took. Um, I didn't look up look it up. Um, but the only thing I, I have to say about this really is I commend him for coming out and owning up to it compared to Cano who kind of played like, you know, I, I took it for a medical condition. Like, no, like I said, like last time, couple uh, the episode from a couple weeks ago, everyone's saying it's just so convenient how Cano got suspended when right after he got injured. You know, he, he was he's going on the DL because he broke his hand and then he just just so happened to be suspended. But yeah, that's fine and dandy, but the Mariners are in contention. Now, both these guys, and obviously the White Sox aren't going to make any type of postseason push at all this season. I mean, if you look, they are currently last in the division in the AL Central. They might be last of yeah, they're dead last in baseball with a record of 16 and 37. So they are terrible, absolutely terrible. 12 and a half games back of the Cleveland Indians in the division. So by far the worst team in baseball as it stands right now. So the White Sox no and no contention whatsoever. Um but at least Castillo came out and manned up to it. You know, he and I saw his statement. He basically to kind of to paraphrase said, um, I take full responsibility. I let my team down. I let myself down. I let my family down. What, you know, so the, you know, all the kind of like politically correct stuff to say. Um, but I commend him for coming out and just owning up and saying, you know, I made a mistake. I, I, I know I did this and, you know, I'm willing to accept the punishment for him for it. So good for him. Unlike, like I said, unlike Cano, he kind of, he's saying, I took it for a medical condition for high blood pressure. I don't get it when you're a guy who's in his, I forget exactly how old Cano is, probably in at the latest, his mid-30s, has high blood pressure. So you're a professional athlete who has access, with the money he's making, has access to the best doctors, the best trainers, the best nutritionists, whatever, so be it. Um, he has the access to all that, but you have high blood pressure. I'm not saying it's impossible, but to me, it's kind of un- <laughs> unlikely, um, being that these guys are amazing athletes and so well conditioned. But so yeah, so and like I was saying, so he he accepted the the punishment when his team is in contention. Whether or not he was he's hurt or not. When he when he comes back, he's ineligible for the for the playoffs. To me, if if he was clean, what people like were saying, he would have appealed the suspension, so he would be eligible for postseason play. I mean, plain and simple. So to me, Cano uh, was an offender. He was just trying to hide it. It's a masking agent. We all know that. He was obviously trying to mask something. Um, but you know. Again, Castillo, I applaud you for um, just owning up to, to your, I don't even want to call it a mistake. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. Um, I don't want to say cheating. Um, cause, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm um, a little more lenient on the whole uh, steroid thing. Because if, 
I know we've talked about this before in the past, and Cody is very anti-steroid, which is fine. Like, if... I want everyone on the same playing field, but I get why some of these guys, you know, these guys take steroids. I mentioned two weeks ago, A-Rod, he took steroids because he got that huge contract from Texas, right? He leaves St. Louis, or not St. Louis, Seattle, goes to Texas on a massive contract, and he wants to be sure that he lives up to that contract. So he took the steroids. Like, And most of these guys don't take the steroids to get huge. You look at a guy like Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire cannot stay healthy whatsoever. I'll, let me look up like what his uh, seasons were, um, how many games he played per season, because he he was early in his career he was hurt a lot so let's all right so between so 86 was his first year when he broke in he only played 18 games so that irrelevant but between 87 and 92 he actually played a lot so he 151 155 143 156 154 139 then the injury bugs start to hit him so 93 27 games 94 47 games 95, 104, it goes back up to 130, 156, 105, 51, 98 is the season of the home run chase. So the season he hits 70 bombs, plays 155 games. But these injury-riddled seasons, these guys took steroids to recover. I Now, I'm, you know, I'm not speaking necessarily from experience because I've never played you know, professional baseball at any level. Uh, so I, I, but I have a little bit of experience, you know, playing baseball back to back to back days and it's a grind. It's a lot of wear and tear on the body and whatever advantage you can take to recover faster so you can get on the field. I, I, I understand that logic. Plus you're trying to go for that money. These, this is life changing money. A lot more money than probably than I'm probably ever going to see in my lifetime. So, to set your family up for the rest of their lives, so that I think that's what most of these guys are going for. I not how I don't think any of these guys that take PEDs by any sense of him. I mean, look at D Gordon. D Gordon is the scrawniest, like scrawniest guy in the big leagues. Probably he he might be the lightest guy in the big leagues. May he might him and Billy Hamilton are you know they're fighting for the smallest guy in, in Major League Baseball, um, in terms of weight. Um, there's no way D Gorn was taking steroids because he's like I'm gonna hit 30 bombs. No, because he, he wants to stay healthy. He wants to be on the field. He wants to perform. He wants to produce well for his team and. Maybe to get that paycheck, to get paid. Like I said, that's life-changing money that can set them up and their families up for years and years to come. That I, I don't think I can I can necessarily be upset with. But nonetheless, I mean, I don't want steroids in the game because I want it to be a level playing field. Because when you have guys who are fresh in, you know, late in the season, come August, September, and then you compared to guys who aren't taking PEDs or whatever... Um, who are feeling, you know, feeling the aches and pains and the bruises of a long season, that's a bummer. It doesn't make for good baseball in the postseason. So, um, but 
Uh, and then the last thing I just wanted to cover here um, that became really big news was the uh, Anthony Rizzo slide um, against the Pirates. So this happened a few days ago. There was it was bases loaded. I don't know how many outs. One or there was either zero or one out. There was a ground ball. Um, I don't know where the ground ball was hit. Kind of irrelevant, but took the force play at home. The the throw beat him, beat Rizzo by quite a few steps. Was wasn't even like a close force play. And so Rizzo slides at home and goes out of his way, like literally goes out of his way to try and break up the double play, which is fine. I'm okay with breaking up the double play, and he does do that. Because he he clips the catchers, the Pirates catcher, or it wasn't Cervelli, so I don't know who was behind the plate. Catches his ankle, kind of trips him up, which he was going to turn the double play from home to first. He throws it, sails in the right field, two-run score on the play. Turned into a really big play because the the Cubs ended up winning the game. Um, I don't know if that would have ended the inning or not, but obviously big that would have been a big double play. But... So, Rizzo, like I said, he clips the, the the catcher. He doesn't get injured, but he's down for a little while. And then, um, so after the play, uh, Clint Hurdle, the Pirates manager, comes out. They they review it, and they, they deem it a legal slide, or I don't know what the exact terminology they, or it, it was over, it could not be overturned, or it wasn't enough evidence to overturn it. My take on this. So first off, um, I don't think it was a dirty slide. And my reasoning behind this is, one, his cleats didn't come up. He kept his cleats on the ground, so he, he did what we're all taught when, when you know growing up playing baseball is try to break up the double play, and that is what he did. So I, in terms of you know trying to hurt the catcher no I don't think he did he's just trying to break up the double play which he successfully did now the other question is is the slide legal or not according to the rule uh, which I don't have up but I can pretty much summarize it for you because this is the exact same rule that came up between the Tyler Austin slide uh, on uh, Brock Holt when he cleated him and took when Brock Holt took exception to it the catcher gave him a clear path to the plate. And like I said, it the ball beat him to the plate, beat Rizzo to the plate. So the catcher was already like he took like two steps to his two steps to first to throw the ball, and Rizzo went out of his way to slide and try to t- and to take the catcher out. According to the rule, you cannot go out of your way. You cannot go out of the line that you are. Oh, what's the how to? What's the best way to explain? It? Like the line that he's already created to home plate. He cannot go outside of that line he's already created. So he did. He start. He you know he was on the outside of the foul line, and then he slid on the inside. So he went out of his way. So that deems the slide illegal. Um. What was interesting was then baseball comes out after the game and they say the the slide was illegal and the call should have been overturned and it should have been deemed a double play and the runs should not have scored. So 
again, instant replay fails us and screws up a call. Now, baseball needs to get this figured out because the ba- the the replay system, the re- the the um, replay protocol is terrible. There's been so many calls that have been that are are still missed on replay, which doesn't make any sense to me. How can you miss when you have unlimited amount of views of a play? How do you still continue to miss the call? It does not make any sense to me whatsoever. So I I don't know if that is just, I I don't know if I don't I don't I just, I just can't I I just I just don't have an explanation for that. It just does not make sense to me how you have all these views. You can just watch it as many times as you want. And you still screw up the call. Doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Um, but other than that, um, yeah. What? Okay. So, so now, um, Rizzo has just kind of been deemed this dirty player, which I I don't think he is by any means. And there was no retaliation, which. I don't think there should have been. Um, I, th- I think both teams obviously they understood that that you know the Pirates um, they understood that uh, and they didn't throw at Rizzo. Now the benches did clear because then there was a slide at second base the next day or whatever. Um, that I I don't even know. I didn't even see it. I know the benches cleared. So obviously there was still a little bit of tension, but. Um, I think both teams uh, most handled it well, for the most part. There's no fists being thrown. No one was being thrown at, which is good. Even though um, I think when stuff like that happens, everyone talks about baseball. I mean, when you had those two fights on the same day with Nolan Arenado and what is that? Whatever that pitcher's name is from the Padres, they fight, and then later that night you got Tyler Austin and uh, Joe Kelly square off like. Um, Everyone's talking about baseball. Now, Rob Manfred not might not like it, but you're getting people talking about the game, which you're trying to get a younger audience, and that's going to help bring a younger audience. I know it's not baseball-esque, but it is what it is. Um, but, um, yeah. But I think that's pretty much it. That covers everything, I think, really, like, the big stuff that has happened over the last couple weeks. Um so hopefully me and Cody will be on um, on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, um, together again. It's been crazy. Um, Cody finally moved into his house, I believe. Um, so he's been super busy with that. And then i just been super busy with other stuff going on. So it's been just kind of tough to connect, to find time together. So I just figured since it's been two plus weeks now to that we've recorded i figured i'll just record myself and uh, get an episode out to you guys so um thanks for tuning in and real quick just want to give uh one last quick shout out to our boys over at marquise bats they hooked us up with great quality lumber to start swinging which i am probably gonna hopefully take for a swing here soon um, and, and give it a test and see how it goes. Um, I'm super excited. Really good quality lumber. And again, their stuff is also all customizable. You can pick the colors of the barrel, the handle, whatever, the label, uh, what color label you want, the uh, what you want engraved. So me and Cody each got our names engraved in it and with the baseballers engraved as well. So it looks 
pretty sick and um, like I said, good quality lumber. Can't wait to start swinging it. So you can check them out at MarquiseBats.com. That's spelled M-A-R-C-H-E-S-E Bats.com. They also are on our website. So if you go over there, just click on one of the blogs and like I said, on the side there, you'll see our sponsors. Any of those websites, you just click on them. They'll take you. It'll take you right to their websites. Um, so just real quick to plug everything. Um, whatever platform you guys are listening to this on, please rate, review, and subscribe. And then you know, tell a friend or whoever. Uh, let them know about this podcast. Let us know what you think about the podcast. What ways we can improve. Uh, or if you guys ever have any questions, shoot us DMs or hit us up on whatever uh, social media. Uh, platform you want to hit us up on with any questions we'll be more than happy to answer them to the best of our abilities Um, and so if you're not following us on our social media accounts be sure to follow us on our uh, twitter uh, instagram snapchat uh, facebook i believe they are all the same at the underscore baseballers so check them out give us a follow and uh, like I said, I've mentioned a few times, check out our podcast uh, website on web. Uh, man, I'm butchering this. Uh, grandstandpodcasts.com. That is plural. So grandstandpodcasts with an S at the end. Dot com for all uh, our blogs. Um, and uh, we will catch you guys later.